You know what, guys? To hate a Jew is mainstream. Anti-Semitism is out of control. It is actually more normal to call a Jew a kike today than it probably was in 1930. Welcome. My name's Stuart Brisgale. That's David Solomon. And this is a podcast that's uncensored, 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 unfiltered <laughs> conversation on a wide range of topics. This podcast is dedicated on a platform on expressing opinions, sharing our thoughts, experiences, ideas, and really hearing from a variety of perspectives. Since October 7th, there's been a few subjects that have dominated the news. And join us as we dive into the latest news, pop culture, and so much more. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. So sit back, relax. You know, David, you know, we were talking pre-production about the concept of these uh, three university presidents being asked the same question and not being able to answer the question at all. In fact, the reality is they answered the question without even trying to answer the question. They're racist, they're anti-Semites, and they don't care. It just doesn't matter. And you want to know something? The media doesn't even cover it. But, you know, The View had a little, little mashup a couple days ago, too. But again, doesn't make much news or media, just a hatred from this woke academia like you've never seen. David? You know, Stuart, it was, it was fascinating to watch last week Representative Lee Stefanik ask all three presidents of Harvard, MIT, and UPenn the same question. And that is, do they literally shut down anti-Semitism on campus because students feel uncomfortable? And I paraphrase the question. And the three, as if they all lawyered up with the same person, the same lawyers, they got the, they said the same answer. Yeah, anti-Semitism matters, but it depends on the context. Now, I heard these, you know, not live, but I heard the full recording of it, and my jaw just simply dropped. How dare the same institutions that fired, censored, canceled professors, get-togethers, conferences, you name it, with people who were alleged to have talked about Black Lives Matter and, you know, genderism, LGBTQ rights, you name it. They were alleged to have even spoken about something or might be against it or might even be a conservative, God forbid. They were slammed. Not one investigation. No one used the word context. But when it comes to Jews, it depends. Depends, people. And when I heard that it was all about the context, I wanted to throw up. So apparently, let's talk about what context we're referring to. Because for these three presidents, and yes, Liz McGill stepped down, as did some several people from the leadership of Penn University, because they realized that what matters most is not anti-Semitism, but money. So right now, why would all three of these presidents not say that they condone anti-Semitism or condemn anti-Semitism? Why did they give such a neutral answer? Money. 
Follow the money trail, people. Where is the largest amount of money coming from? You've got the Arab countries that are giving hordes of money. Cornell, a billion and a half. Other schools, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So do you think that these school, these, these countries want anti-Semitism on campus? Of course they do. But on the other hand, you have multimillionaires and billionaire Jewish donors who want to see it disappear. And when one threatened to withdraw his $100 million donation to Penn, bye-bye president. It's nothing to do with anti-Semitism, folks. This has got to do with money. It also has to do with the woke population that they have created over the last number of decades. Stuart, the, the amount that these, if you think about it, it isn't an accident that wokeism, that this hate-filled, anti-Jewish sentiment is prevalent on campus. Because when you give a lot of money to a university, you have influence. And these Arab countries have put in place their professors, their teachers, their influencers, their chairs, their heads of departments to influence the education, the messaging. And despite the fact that all of the professors sign these codes of conduct, they're still spewing hate in class and teaching students to hate Jews. And as a result, these professors inherited, they didn't start it. Let's be real. They didn't start it. But they inherited an, an institution that was these institutions filled with hate. And by the way, it's not just Harvard, MIT, and Penn. Please include in there Princeton, Cornell, Columbia, and all these other institutions that have all rationalized anti-Semitism. That's at the university level, Stuart. But let me go one more step. There's a California better. coffee shop that fired its employees because they didn't want to let a Jewish woman use the bathroom. You had a Jewish man beaten up in public. There's not one outrage, not one protest. George Floyd was stripped out of his car by police officers. He died at the hands of police officers. And it created the greatest riots we've seen since California. Yep. But a Jew gets beaten. A Jew gets prevented from doing something. And the silence is deafening. Last comment, Stuart. Where are the women to yell and scream about how women were treated by Hamas? Raped? Shot in the head, shot in the genitals, breasts cut off. This is not unknown. This is known. And women's organizations through in gender studies and universities and whatever are incredibly silent on this matter. Because it's a Jew. Because it doesn't matter. The Jew, we have convinced generations that we are the oppressors, we deserve what we're getting, and there's no irony whatsoever in the fact that the hate, the racism, is, is so prevalent. It's unbelievable, Stuart. And to say that this is now mainstream, you use the, the wonderful term kike. 
I haven't heard that. But it's all about the actions. Well, I mean, David, you you know, I use words to be more sensational than I do definition to try and capture your audience or someone's audience uh, with the most vile language possible. And in fact, my monologue about three, two, three weeks ago, where I rattled off every horrible word that's in the Webster Dictionary that has to do with a race and uh, a cliche that goes along with it. And I don't think the norm is just the, the, the Arab countries that have bought and paid for these universities and put in their people. This hatred has existed for 5,700 years. This hatred is on the tip of every Gentile's tongue. And it's I wouldn't, why, I wouldn't say every. You know, David. No, I don't think so. I think that that's not fair. In World War II, Germans said it wasn't us. You know, we were told it's this way, and so we went along. And these universities are, quote, just going along, and they're complicit. And I think their resignations are not enough. I think they need to be prosecuted. I think they need to be charged. I think the racial crimes that they're allowing on campus makes them a conspirator. I think there needs to be many more lawsuits. And it's not just the United States. It's there in Canada. It's Concordia. It's McGill. It's University of Toronto. It's UBC. You know, so it's not an American thing. It's the American thing that's making the news. No, it's American thing that makes the news in the United States, Stuart. You oh. are, because you're stuck with American news, you don't see it happening in Canadian universities, British universities, French universities. This isn't exclusive. I'm oh, only no. picking on the three presidents because they got to be on television. But I want to tell you that the same thing is the same statements are being made here. Sorry, you know, it's not exclusive. You've got a prime minister that's the most silent anti-Semite, just like his father. No, apparently not. Uh, Stuart, uh, apparently not this weekend, but let's just leave, stick to the facts here. It's not about right now. The What we're seeing, when you watch U.S. News, Stuart, and we've talked about it, you don't see what goes on beyond the 48 states. You hardly see Alaska and Hawaii. Okay, okay. You see a handful of states. But reality is, is that you do have a prevalent anti-Semitism all over the world right now. Yeah. And it's justified. That I just used American examples for our audience. But if you're in England listening to this, you've heard it. Douglas Murray from The Spectator has been shouting about how disgusting it is. You see it in France. You see it in, 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 in other parts of the world. Yeah, but listen, listen, you know, Liz McGill resigned. I still so think she needs to be prescribed. She needs to you be know, persecuted. Liz McGill resigned as president, but she's still a tenured professor. You want to know something? Tenure shall and can be revoked. But Stuart, here's the problem, right? She's a mouthpiece for the institution. She can't go to the bathroom without permission from the board. So frankly, this is not just Liz McGill. This is a culture in in these institutions. This is a culture within corporations. This is a culture. Stuart, when they did not let an African-American use a bathroom at a Starbucks. They shut down all the stores for sensitivity training. Did you hear that about Jews? No. No. Do you, you know, when you hear in universities, death to Jews, and you're saying that is a contextual, that's anti-Semitism. This is rationalized racism. 
And this is what we are seeing not only in the United States, but in other parts of the world where, you know, if you beat up a Jew, that's okay. If you do not deny a Jew their rights, that's okay. If you threaten a Jew, that's okay. That seems to be the mantra. That is what has been perpetuated. There is, There are very few universities that have shut down this form of, of racism. Even in Columbia University, where the students, where, where, sorry, where the, pardon me, where the institution wouldn't let them, said you are not allowed to use, to, to have an anti-Israel event. They did it anyways. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. There are no repercussions. Rationalized anti-Semitism. It is okay. This is what we've got in the last two months. It's not only the 1,200 dead and the 240 kidnapped. It's not only the 9 million Jews that in Israel. Sorry, 9 million Israelis. And by the way, Jews, Muslims, Christians alike, all now have PTSD, by the way, thanks to what happened October 7th. But globally, Jews are being victimized because anti-Semitism has been, has been rationalized. Our institutions are doing nothing. Our governments are doing very little. The police are handcuffed because they can only follow the laws that are provided to them by, the, by their governments. And it's become okay. It's become David, okay. That, that is what I was trying to get to when I started talking about German people from World War II. When it's normal to be an anti-Semite, <clears throat> it's not their fault anymore, David. No. And, 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 and that's where we need to make a stand. David. But, Stuart, how do you make a stand, okay, when you're less than 1%, when here in Canada – Jews are 1% of the population. In the United States, I think you're about 2% of the population. What stand do you make? David, whatever one you can, because without one. I agree. So. But I'm asking, when you have that many, many enemies and lies and TikTok spewing hate and other people spewing hate, and there are, there are no filters. And I'm telling you, LinkedIn, and I'm calling out LinkedIn. And I'm calling out Twitter or X. And I'm calling out Facebook and Instagram. And I'm calling out all the social media. There are no. Where are the filters, please? Huh? <laughs> where are the filters? It's not about Biden's election. David, we got to wrap it up. That's all for today's episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Rant Network. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation, gained some valuable insight. We appreciate your support, as always, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern for another thought-provoking dialogue. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. Remember, we're interested in hearing from you. We broke that massive amount of episodes that are now streaming on all of your podcasts, networks, around the world. David, you're running solo for the rest of the week. Good luck. No worries. We'll see you guys on Wednesday.